I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Thursday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, we are continuing our parenting series covering type four and what to keep in mind when it comes to parenting as your type. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that I am home today and I'm enjoying riding this outside on our side porch with a cup of decaf coffee and the birds are singing and the azaleas are blooming and it's magical. My thorn is that I am so tired from traveling yesterday. I just always need a day to recover, but I rarely schedule that in for myself like a dummy. So, um, you know, lesson learned again for like that 1,000th time. My butt is that my husband is heading to class in just a second, and I honestly, I'm already excited about him getting out of class, and thus just having time together to hang out this evening. Now, if you are new to this series, a quick refresher. So for each type, we'll do a brief overview of the Enneagram type, strengths in parenting, areas to watch out for, and tips for an easier time. Now, I will be heavily referencing the book Know Your Parenting Personality by Janet Levine while adding in some personal experiences or information that I've received from people of the type um, for this series. However, her book goes much more in-depth, so make sure to check it out. I'll link it below for you. Now, today we are discussing Enneagram Type 4s. As a reminder, Enneagram 4s are the individualists or the romantics on the Enneagram. They are motivated by finding and expressing their identity, and they fear not being significant. The message they received is that they are somehow different from their family of origin, and there's something missing in them that they need in order to feel complete. Now, I'm going to share strengths and things to look out for, but before I do, I want to be clear that these are levels of health. So, we can do both the healthy and unhealthy behaviors in a given day. It just depends on if you're catching yourselves or if um, you could work through these things left often to get to the unhealthy side of the behavior. Meaning that just because I'm saying that type four parents are good at this thing doesn't mean that all type four parents are practicing that. And just like I'm saying, these are the things to look out for. It doesn't mean that every type four parent is falling into those things. And maybe you're experiencing both of those things in a given day. Very normal. So let's talk about the strengths as a type four parents. First, connecting emotionally and vulnerability with your children. Type fours have a deep well of emotional resonance and they tend to not get offended by the emotions of others. They let other people have their emotional experience, meaning if your kid is sad, that doesn't make you angry and feel like they need to buck up. You're like, yes, sometimes we're sad. Those sad feelings are okay. Second, their creativity. They tend to be really creative parents. They tend to empathize with you when you are in pain. They tend to be passionate, compassionate. They uh, may be intense, meaning they might connect with you in intense ways and not shy away from passionate connection. They tend to be understanding, authentic, and they have kind of like this intuitive ability to understand what you want and need. Now, as a type four, my husband always felt like he was the black sheep and that his parents didn't see him as good. So as a parent now, he is adamant in telling our child that he is good, that he is trusted, and there's nothing that he could do to not belong with us. He kind of listens to what he needed as a child and naturally offers that to our kiddo so that he ensures that our kiddo always knows that he belongs, that he can't be outside of the family circle. He's not different than us, that he is loved um, for who he is in the intricacies and the uniqueness of what that means. 
So things to look out for as a type four parent. First, disguising shame with feeling special. Um, kind of feeling like I either need, I'm either not as good as other people or I am better than other people. Um, a fear of being kind of mediocre. Emotionality, kind of creating an environment where the kid can't know what to predict or what to count on because your emotions are changing so rapidly. Kind of in similar way, like melancholia, so kind of allowing yourself to sink down into your negative emotions to the point where um, it's harder to function in day-to-day life. Um, envy of other parents or other people, or even demanding in- intimacy. Now, I added this because I felt like the book was repetitive and didn't relate specifically to parenting, all of the things to look out for. But and, and demanding may be a strong word, but really seeking intimacy when their children aren't ready to share it. Sometimes it's helpful to get a bit of give a bit of space so that they can come to you versus feeling like it's all or nothing right here, right now. Um, allowing your children to have that emotional intimacy at the ready, but also be able to set their own boundaries of when it's okay and when it's not okay. Okay, you create a content and now it's time to post it on your website. Share to Instagram, send to your contacts, but if posting your creation everywhere includes reformatting, resizing, redownloading, and re-uploading, you need Issue. Issue is an all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital content from marketing materials to magazines to flipbooks and brochures and more. There is no need for endless scrolling through PDFs. Issue features your creative in an easy-to-view way on every device, so you can make it once and distribute it everywhere without reformatting. Your content is already optimized for engagement and ready to share. Issue also works seamlessly with tools you already use, like Canva, Dropbox, and InDesign. It helps creators, marketers, designers, and really anyone who wants to make content that stands out. And you can start using Issue for free. They also have premium features that give you a more customized experience. Personally, I use Issue when I'm writing a podcast. I have my script. I have everything that I need to do. And then I can make that podcast go to tons of different places. All of a sudden now it works for Instagram. I can make a PDF to send to my email list. I have so many options with a click of a button. So get started with Issue today for free. Or if you sign up for a premium account, you'll get 50% off when you go to issue.com slash podcast and use the promo code coffee. Now, friends, if you are making your content unique for every single platform that you do, you are wasting your time. So make sure that you go to issue.com slash podcast and use promo code coffee at checkout for your free account. That is issuu.com slash podcast using promo code coffee at checkout for a free account or 50% off your premium account, which is totally worth it. That's issue.com slash podcast with promo code coffee. So how do we work with this information to do less harm to ourselves and to our littles? So first, oh, let's talk about type four perfectionism. So this is the kind of perfectionism that we see in fours. Um, And I think it's really interesting. It's the needing to get it perfect the first time that's very relevant. Like if I can't do it the first time, then maybe I was never meant to do it. So that can definitely arise in parenting, right? Like the sense of, wow, if I fail in this parenting thing, if I'm not getting it right, right away, then, then I'm 
maybe not a good parent. Instead of kind of seeing it as something that you can learn and grow and get better at, that takes a little bit more effort. The other part of this type four perfectionism is the idealized parenting plan. So maybe always eating organic, making your own baby food, only breastfeeding. So things that are quote unquote ideal in theory, but aren't always possible in reality, the type four may hold themselves to that standard. I've had type four friends who like only buy their children like neutral colored linen clothes that match the aesthetic of their apartment, like a full vibe, or maybe they want to control the way that their children dress so that that reflects back onto the aesthetic of how they feel or what they want to present to people. And this can be really a lot of pressure for the type four, but also a lot of pressure for the children to kind of live up to your idealistic standard that is that like maybe isn't sustainable or even worth sustaining. Sometimes it's helpful to just, you know, like go to McDonald's for lunch because we're having a busy day and, you know, we got to do what we got to do. The second is embracing the ordinary. So kind of in piggybacking off of the first point, type fours carry the pressure of making every moment meaningful with their child, giving them a hundred percent of what they have so that their kid can feel the most seen and heard and valued. The example given in the book is seeing your child doodle and signing them up for art lessons, like wanting them to have the best of everything or the deepest connection with you and their dreams that they could possibly have. Now, the trouble here is that this can exhaust you to the point of burnout and an inability to sustain that energy while also feeling bad about yourself when you aren't able to show up in the way that you expect. Now, additionally, it can be limiting your child's ability to rest because they feel like they must always be doing something extraordinary when some days you just want to sit and watch a movie and eat chicken nuggets and not feel judged for that. Now, number three, this is a big one, is the pressure to be the cycle breaker in your family without leaning on your children for approval. So I'm going to read directly from the book on this one because I don't think I could word this better myself. So you are the victim of a family system built around your feelings of worthlessness, of being less than others, believing that deep relationships aren't possible for you. So basically you have to teach yourself that that's not true. You do connect often in profound and deep ways. You need to learn that, in fact, we are all interconnected, just in different ways. Believe your children when they offer appreciation for you, whatever form that offering takes, and show and tell your children how much you love them, not as half of the deal of waiting for them to love you back. Give love unconditionally. Number four, Hold the mantra of where do they end and I begin. It's important to find the distance between you and the reactions of those around you. So this will help you to not take things personally and it will ease your fear of abandonment. If you find the solidity in yourself and the safe distance of being close but not enmeshed with the people that you care about, you'll be able to let them have feelings about you that don't impact the way you feel about yourself, as well as allow them to have deep and big emotions without feeling as though you need to rescue them or be rescued from them. Number five, practice emotional regulation. In her book, Atlas of the Heart, Brene Brown expresses the stance she takes when receiving difficult feedback. Palms open on her lap, deep breaths, and the willingness to take a 10-minute break if she needs to calm down. All of this is so great for keeping your reaction to negative feedback or stressful situations or scenarios that trigger your shame. It helps you to move through those without creating a culture of volatility in your home. 
So your children can see rec regulation techniques modeled for them while also knowing that they have a stable place to land with their parents and that they can't control the emotions of the people in their life who are supposed to keep them safe. Number six, feelings aren't facts, they are data. I say this all the time, but we tell ourselves stories about what we are experiencing and what that means about us. So pay attention to the stories you're telling yourself about how you feel. If you're feeling lonely, that doesn't mean that no one loves you. If you're feeling sad, that doesn't mean that your life needs to change dramatically. However, it is data. So it does mean that you may be craving connection, whether that is with yourself or with someone else, but don't, the story you're telling yourself about the situation is likely filtered through a lens of shame or past experiences that have harmed you. Number seven, there are rules of society that may be a struggle for you naturally. There's a schedule and a routine that the world runs on, and that's weird, but it's also a major part of your child's life. So giving them structure and routine will offer them the greatest chance of rest, peace, and safety. Giving them things they can count on most of the time with a few special moments inserted is much more sustainable and reliable than kind of this magical existence every day of the week. Okay, friends. We will keep this series going until we get all the way back to type one, so stay tuned. Once that is done, we end the conversation around children and their Enneagram type. But as always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next one. Mm -hmm.